I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates, proud educators, and most importantly, husband, husband and wife. wife. And you're listening to After School, School Talk, Talk Podcast. Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk, where I'm your co-host, Mr. Dukes, and I'm your other co-host, Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes, what's going on? Nothing. Nothing. I have nothing. 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 I ain't got no check out of that much. Shout out to oh, all the, snap. <laughs> shout out to all the educators who have been paid because you guys actually had a holiday break that's um uh more extensive than ours. So I guess they pay it, no, technically, yeah y'all do because y'all get the whole week off, but I don't care. They should have paid us before that. <laughs> yeah, them should have paid for. But technically, your last work day of the month isn't until next Tuesday. Monday. About Tuesday was the thirty. Whatever. Either way, you ain't work the whole. Year. Oh, Monday. You're right, Monday. So yeah, you Monday. Work the whole month. Yeah. So yeah. You haven't either. Because technically, you're gonna go back to work on Monday. So they should have paid y'all Monday. We're a special case. We 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 the yeah. school system. Anyway, just getting through Thanksgiving. How was it for you? It was um pretty good. That's good. I'm adjusting That's the good. volume because I think you was kind of low earlier. But then you're gonna get the hollering later, and I'm gonna have to adjust again. I'm not gonna get the hollering. I'll never get the hollering. Mm. Mm-hmm. Never. Are we still going recording though? Yeah, we're still recording. Oh, okay. Um, People gonna have to bear with us. But yeah. Okay. But uh, oh, oh yeah. See, just right there. Oh, oh, I see it. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Thanksgiving was good. Um, I enjoyed the fact that we did not cook. That my mother honored my request. Oh, can we just caters and just get people to bring some food or buy some food because my mother and I are not the ones who like to slave in the kitchen. Some people, that's, that is your pleasure. You enjoy it. Happy my best place. friend, that Some is people. his actual career being right. a chef, but that ain't my happy place. So I did enjoy that part. Cooking ain't my happy place, but eating surely is. Surely is. Surely is my happy place. <laughs> now, we did start kick off um, Thanksgiving in a um, sad way. We had a um, former, not a former, that's not the right word. We had a pay night. Yeah. Once you once you come to pain, you forever are a pay night, even if you don't graduate. Uh, <laughs> even if you on the state of semester. Even if you do like Mr. Dukes over here and technically never even enrolled in the class, just was always on the yard, you're still a pay night. So you went Willie Leach. Um, so uh, we recently, um, Wyman Scott, who was a cheerleader on the orientation team, creme de la creme, everything, did everything on the campus and definitely was a special person, was uh, shot and killed a few days before Thanksgiving. And it really rocked the core of our family. Um, as HBCU students, we are family. So it was like, for some, it was like a brother being gone, a cousin. Uh, and you don't realize sometimes how a person has been threaded through your life. So when I say threaded, you know how... You can easily identify your memories and your moments with your immediate family or with your best friend. But then there are some people who are just lingering right there on the edges. That and But they uh, they were there through all of those memories, too. And then as we started to reflect as a group and realize, like, in all our memories, he was there because he was so popular on campus. And like they say, always smiling, always goofy, always just crazy. He was just crazy. Like, loved his energy to the max. And um, 
what I appreciated is that Palmer, who was a former guest on our show, who was um, the director of student activities and residence life at the time that we all were paying together, um, brought up a valuable point of, of women being a part of the LGBT community. And for some of us, that being our first friendship with somebody who was openly out mm-hmm. and how he really showed us how to love each other and be unapologetically ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we ain't, why man was, listen, he, he was who he was. He was going to have his, his, his purple bag that he called a purse, which was technically just like a little backpack, but that was his purse, honey. You know, so it was just, for us, you, you think about a lot of the challenges that that community faces and you think about why man being a friend of yours and that, that, that forces you to push harder for, for that group. So. Definitely was hard, and it definitely made me realize that we, as educators, still need to recognize that everybody's holiday does not always go the way the TV show or Disney shows you. There are some people who spent their first holidays without a family member. This was, and some of them spent their holidays without the family member due to COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that's a lot. So you got students who are going to come back from this break, and you know you're talking about everything great that happened all the wonderful food and everything was so wonderful 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 and that student is just sitting there like that's not the testimony that i have so you kind of have to be aware of that and think of ways to brighten people's day yeah 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 um because like and like you said in in one of our last episodes we talked about not everybody's holidays are the same not everybody has that joy and happiness and and cheerfulness and all that with the family it's some for some people it's a sad time. Mm-hmm. It's a sad time. Um, but you know we, we made it through that in the in the beginning of the week. Um, and and we did like have said, we did the blog post and had some fun fun moments laughing about women, honey. Yeah, you made a blog and that was a happy thing to read or whatever. Hilarious. Um, and then we made it to Thanksgiving. Uh, and even our Thanksgiving was a little bit different. Like you said, you all didn't cook or whatever. You did. Uh. You know, get other people to cook the food for you and stuff like that. So that was a little bit uh, different. Um, and again, I'm, I was fine with it because as long as I get to eat, it is all good. Ready to go back to your folks' house, my folks' house, and get a plate, or we we got leftover plates oh, here, we got whatever. Leftovers plates um, here, honey. But yeah, ready to dive into it again today. Shout out to leftovers. my friend Lawson Roberts. Lawson, I don't know what you're doing in life right now, and I'm I'm gonna hit you up on facebook so that you can uh, listen to this episode but my good old friend lawson roberts from benedict college i just want to say he's one of the best names i've ever heard in my life that boy is supposed to be somebody's lawyer ceo or something just based on his name alone lawson roberts <laughs> lawson roberts like, you can't tell me that don't sound like a commercial for a law company like doom lawson roberts and such and such mm-hmm. you had a bad yeah, accident so you had a such <laughs> yeah, an associate. That's Robinson, a Lawson Roberts and associates. But anyway, he put on Facebook today. Uh, so at what time can I warm up these leftovers? Because uh, I was like, boy, I thought about something. I woke up. Am I about to eat leftovers for breakfast? Am I going to do that? But I didn't do that. <laughs> I did go to the gym. Shout out to the Lord telling me to get your life together. So I did too bad. Good job. Yeah. Good job. But yeah, we're going to hit these leftovers as soon as we finish this podcast. Soon as. You gonna give a shout out to the supporters? Um, uh, no, you can go and do that. Oh, you ain't got to listen to you. Okay, uh, before, you know, before we get started, we give a shout out to our supporters. If you go to the Right Effect 
website that's t-h-e-r-i-t-e-e-f-f-e-c-t.com and click on podcast and then click on supporters you'll see such groups as bowtie planners taste buds nostalgia clothing real fit um skin society who are having a sale today so i will be buying my products my mother has already gotten hers so i need to get me a couple more things so go check out those people maybe you can catch a sale today get you some nice skincare products bingo i highly suggest the green machine moisturizer it's the truth what does it do? Moisturize. Like a lotion? No, Mel Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> like face face moisturizer. Oh, okay. <laughs> lotion, that's all I know. <laughs> lotion. You still using cocoa butter on your face? Slick, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna improve that in twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, so don't have a title for this episode just yet, but what we are going to dig into is how both of the schools we work at, you are at a high school, I am at a university, have managed to go through an entire semester and not close, mm-hmm. not close down early, not close down for a day, have managed to go through the entire semester without closing due to COVID. Mm-hmm. So we don't, uh, you know, the, as far as the right moment, you know what we're talking about. I got to do directly with schools. We don't have to tie it in for you. You're going to hear. But I think this is important because so many people are having their schools closed and we got a case over here and all the bus drivers sick and we don't have subs. It's all these different things. And we don't really talk about, you know, some places that are seeing some success. Mm-hmm and what are they doing what are some things that we can be using that they are doing um and then also of course there are some situations where it's like hey we kind of have a advantage with xyz so that may not be for you but hey you you can look at how you could use some of the things that we got um one thing about uh the school district and the school that i work for or work in I think the first thing is the buy-in. Like, everybody completely bought into what was about to happen, what the plan was, and doing what they need to do as far as, you know, wearing a mask, social distancing, you know, uh, washing hands, the whole nine. Um, and that's coming from the top all the way down. Can I ask you a question? When yeah. you say um, there was buy-in, are you... Who are you referring to, you think? Because, um, of course, it might, there probably were some people who did not. But who were the most important people that, I guess, that bought into, like, this is the plan? Before we even get into what the plan was, who who do you think bought into the plan? Well, first and foremost, I think it was the the employees, faculty and staff, um, administration, uh, people down at the board and all that kind of stuff. Because even, even if students, you know, have to quarantine and stuff like that. School can still happen because your teachers are there. Mm-hmm. Um, school can still happen because your bus drivers are there. School can still go on because, you know, custodians are whatever. Your lunchroom staff, all that kind of stuff. School can still happen if one or two kids have to quarantine. But when you get into a situation where your teachers are now having to quarantine, multiple teachers at one time, multiple bus drivers at one time, mm-hmm. now it's like, That's wait, wait, wait. Now we can't keep it going. We we can't have class because we got five teachers <laughs> that quarantining right mm-hmm. now. Um, so I think that's that, huge. Yeah. 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 When I don't you, know why I never clicked in my head. Like the first line of defense needs to be to protect the staff. Yeah. <laughs> that absolutely. is the first line of defense. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, that was the first thing I think went well. We were all bought into what we need to do, what we was going to do, what the plan was, yada, yada, yada. And then from there it was, okay, now we're deciding 
because we have most of our kids want to come to school, then to do the alternating days. And like we talked about this before on, on the podcast, but we did the alternating days of half students come on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, other half come on Tuesday, Thursday, and then we flip it the next week. Okay, now so I let's come. let's let's take a pause there so people can understand what the plan. Because now you're going into what the plan was, right? And so we did discuss this on a past podcast, but I think even at that time it was early stages. Mm-hmm. So. You let's use your let's use your environment for an example, and so we can talk about true numbers. Right. So you have a total. What's your student enrollment? Student enrollment is about eighteen hundred kids. About eighteen hundred, and how many of those? What a rough percentage would you say are virtual? Uh, about two to three hundred. Two to three hundred. So yeah. what? What percent is that? I said percentage. I don't know. I'm, I'm you a math teacher, a whole math teacher. But I'm not do percentages right now with a, a number like eighteen. Oh, oh, I'm now, starting to question your SAT scores. Easy, like one thousand or two thousand. Yeah, we can do that. This girl just asked me for a percent. What percent? Okay, and so let's pre- If I give her a percent, she it, it ain't gonna make sense to her no way. What percentage what? was it that? God, it's not gonna make sense to me. She ain't gonna anyway. We talking about eighteen hundred kids and about two hundred, three hundred staying home. They doing their virtual thing. The rest of them are coming to school, so we got about fifteen. You gonna start? You gonna start rolling your neck coming, when you talking to me? To school, but you end up uh, not in school. In the week, she said, "What percentage is that?" If I say two, yeah, I want to know. I want to know what percentage was. All right, well, you can figure that out on the side. I don't get calculator. How you do it? In yeah, you don't even know how. To okay. Do it. Anyways, so you had a majority of your students decide they were going to att- attend school. Yes. So your School, let's just, we're just thinking this school. We ain't look at your whole district. We're just looking at what your school did. So your school says we are going to do alternate days where we have um, students that are either on the A group or the B group. Correct. Okay. How do you determine who's on A group and who's on B group? By last names. A through, A through L or A through K. H-I-J-K. A through K. A through K. Last name A through K came on A Letters are hard too, huh? And then L through Z came on B day. Okay. And then, of course, you had certain situations where, you know, you might be siblings that don't necessarily have the same last name. Then there was a special plan for them where they got together and figured out whether they were going to come on A day or B day. Which I think is a great thing to recognize because, uh... Shoot, look at Stucky. If let's say just say Stucky was living us, but him Shaylin was his age, and we looking like okay, so now I gotta take Stucky on one day, and then I gotta take Shaylin on another day. Wait a minute, can they just go both go to school the same day? Because this is getting confusing. Yeah, that was yeah. definitely thought about beforehand. Yeah, okay, um, but yeah, and then the Fridays were alternate, so you either this week could have been an A group went on a Friday, and this group could have been a B group and went on a Friday. No, just A group come on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. B group come on Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. Then next week it flipped. B group come on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. A group come on Tuesday, Thursday. Oh. To keep things simple, let's just think about it like that. Okay. That's All right. how I went. That's how it went. Yeah. Okay. Now the that is the plan of how they they are to come to the school, right? right? Uh, how many would you say was it was it kind of split in half, or were A days or B days bigger? Like which one was bigger? Or was um, it pretty even? For me, it was pretty even. Mm-hmm. Um, some teachers said that their A day was bigger, B day was bigger. I don't know, but for me, for my classes, my six classes, it was pretty even both days. I think it was one day, one class period where I have like fifteen, and other classes eight or something like that. But for the most part, it was an even split on both days. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now, when you, what what are the requirements for the students once they get to school? So number one is they have to have on a mask. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Um, and then number two, uh, we have what is it? Uh, one way hallways. So the way our school is set up. You can literally come up one hallway, leave out the back door, and then come down another hallway, go whatever your next class is. So we have one-way hallways. Um, and then the other thing, the third big thing that was the cafeteria. When they eat lunch, they have to sit every other other seat. So it's like sit, skip to, sit down. Skip to, sit down, like that. Um, so those were the, the three big things. You have to wear a mask, follow the one-way hallways, and when you're sitting down for, for lunch, you have to be spread out. Spread out. Yeah. Now, okay, from the university perspective of us being in higher ed, the limitations, um, I don't want to call them limitations, the prevent preventive measures for COVID are similar. So our food court area has definitely separated seats like that. Everyone is required to wear a mask. Um not necessarily the one way hallways, but in mm. places where it's like I gotta go into, you know, the cafeterias like come in this way, leave out this way, those yeah. kind of things. But um so we have similar preventive measures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So if a so you got the preventive okay, so we we decreased the number of students that will be here in totality on a school day. Right. We have set preventive measures as far as social distancing. What about in the classroom, social distancing? In the classroom, we have the social, dis- social distance. Um, so you would want to have six feet in between all your students. Um, but for the most part, uh, teachers just skip the desk. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't do social distancing in the classroom, then students uh, are required to wear a mask while they're in class. Um, so my, my classroom is a little unique because I don't have desk. I have tables. Um, so I have two, two students sitting at a table and they do sit across from each other. So I prefer for them to wear a mask. Um, and that's just how that goes. And for the most part, they, they follow that. Yeah. I remember both of us talking about how we had situations where everybody was social distance in, in the room we were in mm-hmm. and we, you, you told your students like, okay, y'all are far apart. So if you, if you need to take your mask off, you're good. And I had the same situation. They all looked at me like, Mm-mm. I'm good. I keep nah. it Cause you yeah. know, the narrative you keep hearing is like, I don't want my kid wearing a mask. Ain't nobody going to wear a mask all day. And da I'm like, you'd be surprised how right. the students looking at you like, Mm-mm. yeah. I'm here, but I'm not taking this mask off. So, yeah. Okay. So, we got a social distancing in the hallways, the one-way hall, social distancing classroom, social distancing during lunch. Um, You have to wear a mask, and we've reduced the number of people that have to be here every day. And so, uh, to your with your experience of this going so far, it seems to be working. Definitely, I'm I'm very surprised because at the beginning of the year we started first. Yeah, of all, I guess that's a good question. I had that down to ask the question. Did you think this was gonna no, work? No, because first of all, we started school August third, I think it was August second, something like that. So we started school on time. We didn't push it back. We didn't delay it. Nothing like that. We didn't, you know, go in two hours later. None of that. We started on time, August third, <laughs> and we was like, you know what? We're gonna do two weeks, and we're gonna be right back at the house. Yeah. But two weeks passed, and things were still going good, and we made it all the way through August, and still going good. Made it through September, October, and like last week, I literally tweeted like, 
Well, look at this. This is this is what <laughs> a blessing looks like. Like we made it to Thanksgiving break yeah. and didn't have to shut down or anything like that. But uh, like I said, I think it goes back to number one, the buy-in from faculty and staff, the buy-in from the students, and then another thing that I didn't really talk about was the whole contact tracing thing. Like once we found out that a student tested positive, we went back and or our administration went back and said, okay, where do they sit in class? Who do they sit around? You know, uh, mm-hmm. do we need to notify this student? Do we need to notify these uh, teachers? Whatever. But because we have uh, certain uh, expectation of the students of wearing a mask and social distancing and stuff like that, I really think that kept down on having to quarantine so many people at one time because we're following all these different steps and stuff like that. We are social distancing. We are wearing masks. So there's no need for the whole class to quarantine if one person tested positive. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you want to take precaution with yourself and and, and make sure you pay attention to your body and your, uh, you know, your health, your personal well-being and stuff like that. Um, but we don't want to send a panic through the classroom like oh yeah you know Tommy got uh uh tested positive for corona we need to tell the whole class the to whole quarantine, class that, quarantine it, 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 it wasn't yeah. like that because we follow all the protocols beforehand that makes sense so because i'm like right now if if let's just say i came and this was the classroom right mm-hmm. and the room next to us uh is the dish i'm gonna say let's say all the way down to the hallway is another student that has tested positive but if i came in class and i'm over here mm-hmm. and they're over there and we have never had any contact with each other like you say there's no reason that there's everybody no got a point I, yeah. I literally yeah i literally haven't had any contact with you because we took the extra measures early on right so that if somebody comes in contact it literally should have been like whoever said it right or left to you right or or you're able to say no mask yeah right also i think too um the contact tracing has been another part of the stakeholders who had to have the buy-in were the parents oh yeah and so what i've appreciated is um you speaking of of like from you know we had these conversations like your parents and then thinking about my students because uh, they're adults, we are talking about people who are eighteen to twenty five years old, if not older, who have been like, "Hey, so my son played with this little boy this weekend, and that little boy's daddy is positive." So we, hey, I'm gonna get him tested. He won't be here on Monday, Tuesday until we get his test results back, right. and then we'll go back to it. Of them not going, oh, it's okay. I'm just gonna send him to school anyway, and mm. da, da, da. which some people could, but it's just a it's a good thing that you've seen some people say, I'm just gonna take the precaution right. before I even come to the school because yeah. that's not a school issue. That's mm. that's a parent issue out when you had them in in your custody that mm. something happened. And I've seen the same thing happen with our students where they've been like, mm, so my roommate's boyfriend cousin. <laughs> And we were all together and went to Applebee's. So just in case, I'm mm-hmm. getting. And I just think that that also helps. That it's not a. Well, what we've tried to do is create an environment where this is not the plague. Mm-hmm. This is not what's the disease in the Bible that somebody get leprosy, and mm-hmm. you can you know what I'm saying to 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 that effect. It's just hey, if it is very a very strong possibility, anybody and everybody can come in contact with this. Mm-hmm. This is what you should do. This is this is how it should be handled, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that helps, and I'm gonna talk about that in a minute too about the going from there. So, hmm, let's take a minute. I wanna I wanna hit this contact tracing part because this part became a huge deal for me in my job because I work with student organizations. And so student organizations were still allowed to host events on campus, in person events. So I'm hearing from other colleagues like, uh, no. 
we don't do anything in person everything is virtual so yeah you come to class but you can't have an event so it's just like y'all with the play like we could still host a play but we would have had to take whatever preventive measures one thing that was helpful for us was that we had to do we started really tracking attendance at events so on a college level when you're looking at like this go this this fraternity having this and this sorority having this and da 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 da. We mixing and mingling real quick, mm-hmm. so you have to really keep track because we're not there to sit in class and say, "Hey, Melvin, pull your mask up." Mm-hmm. You know, "Hey, such and such, stay six feet apart." They could be having events, and you know, you just your human nature. Just you took your mask off while you're talking to somebody, or y'all not sat there. Yeah, not even think about it. So the fact that we could literally have the attendance to say, like, if something happened with this person. And they say, I went to this big event on campus this weekend. We can go look back to see who all was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that person also tell us, like, well, who were you around? Because, like you said, it wasn't. It was not going to be necessary to quarantine everybody, but just who were you around? Now, let me ask you this. You said uh, <coughs> having big events and stuff like that. What, what changed between putting on events pre-COVID mm. and putting on events now now lord i call it i call it bc before covid like before christ Mm -hmm. (laughs) so before covid even putting in your attendance or 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 um uh you know something simple as that was not that serious um okay we had an event or oops i forgot to put it you know on the thing you know it, it, it wasn't a big deal that you entered it into the system to say that you were having an event we just okay we got it we'll add it to it right mm-hmm. um now after now now not after covid because it's still here but mm-hmm. now <laughs> um the requirements for hosting an event are 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 strong preventive measures and it is continuously communicated to the students Mm -hmm. because like we said we are dealing with people who are who are older and we're also seeing on our other and our peer institutions like y'all are shutting down fast like you got to school in two weeks and y'all are like pack it up get the dorms clear go back home we literally have 300 people in you know two weeks that have it Mm -hmm. so we're like whoa 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 We can't let that happen. So at events, you're required to wear masks. You're required to social distance. Um, we started off with the capacity for an event can only be 50 people. Mm-hmm. I don't care if the room can hold 200 people. Let's just stick to 50. Um, you cannot eat at the events. Um, so you have to take your food, go somewhere else. If you and your friend want to go sit somewhere and eat, that's fine. But you can eat at the events with everybody in there together. Mm-hmm. And um, I really believe like having strong preventive measures in the beginning helped us to actually be able to host events and then gain the trust of administrators and students and parents that we can effectively program around COVID. Mm -hmm. We can effectively still create this community and still create experiences for college students and not have everybody who came to this event get sick which thankfully we have not seen at all, like mm-hmm. at all. And I, and I truly believe that we are strongly using these, these uh, precautionary um, guidelines. Mm-hmm. And we've let up a little bit towards the end of the year on stuff. And when I say let up, I'm like, now if the, if the social distance capacity for the space is a hundred, you can now do a hundred okay. like that, but yeah. still mask, still social distance. Um, being real careful of when we have things and 
uh, the touching of different equipment and stuff. Like, you know, students will say, hey, we're going to do, oh, here we go. We're going to do um, a cornhole game. How are you going to sanitize the cornhole bags? Bags, yeah. And then they'd be like, ooh, um, yeah, let's think about it. Yeah. So, oh, we're going to do a karaoke night. Who's going to sanitize the mics? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna switch out the mic things? Who's gonna do this? Like really, like being careful of what they're doing because it, it makes sense. Like they're they're following everything. We're going to social distance. We're gonna wear our masks, and only fifty people are coming. But it may be that thing right there mm-hmm. where it's like, wait, catch that, and let's let's come up with a plan of how you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with our fraternity sororities, you know, NPAC is we wear masks and then take our mask off. Okay, um, how are we gonna switch that up? Because yeah, you need to be able to reveal yourself, but we need to also figure out how to put a mask back on you yeah. <laughs> for the rest of this show, for the duration of the show, and keep people back. So yeah, those I would say those are the things that's like being real, totally different. It has been a struggle. It is a challenge. It's been awkward, but uh, the more we do it, the more we're getting used to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that- and it's even turning out where it's like, oh, it's still lit. Like it's, it wasn't. It didn't ruin things. That's what I'm going to ask you. I think people have this idea that once I put students in a cafeteria and they're spaced out and they didn't, like that there's no more connection, like mm-hmm. that students are somehow sitting in buildings all day by themselves. But is it, I know on my end, I don't see it like, I, I've, I have, I saw it initially like that, but we have now grown out of that. I think we've grown out of it, but it's still a certain level of, I still feel not alone, but I'm not. The the kids still feel like I'm I'm not as connected as I would have been. Yeah, but yeah, and, yeah, and that's that's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, ain't day we we doing the best we can. Like okay, right before Thanksgiving break, um, we actually got plexiglass put up in the cafeteria on all the tables. Yeah, I got bulletproof cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they now, now they can actually sit across from each other. With a piece of a sheet of glass in between them, and you know, on either side of them. So now that's made it a little bit better. Um, where you now can have more people sitting at a table, uh, and like I said, they can sit closer now. But um, they got the plates of glass in front of them, on the side of them, and all this kind of stuff. You almost like they're sitting in a glass box uh, while they eat their lunch. But like I said, it's better because now you can have more friends at your table and stuff like that. But you hearing you say it. I visualize somebody being isolated and I can hear some teacher being like, it's not worth it to do that. And da, da, da. But I think if you were there and you saw where we've gone from Melvin and Sharon are literally sitting at two tables mm-hmm. and they friends and they used to sitting by each other to the point where now we at least got them by each other. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. They are like, yes, we are one step closer. And, and, <laughs> and then I can just talk to you. Like, I'm cool. Like, I can take my mask off. I ain't got to worry about you breathing on my food right. or whatever. And, that, and that's been my thing from the jump with, with starting school. Under, people understanding that this is a, a temporary thing, number one. Like, Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be doing this a day b day thing forever. We're not gonna be doing have the kids here, have the kids not. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be doing learn from home. We ain't gonna be doing this forever. Mm-hmm. But you have got to make the adjustment right now until we can figure this thing out. And the same thing with the lunchroom. We we got if it's only two people sitting at a table, even though it can fit eight, if only two gonna sit at a table, we, that's how we got to do it for right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Point blank period. Like everybody's making a sacrifice, and that's one I, I get tired of hearing. My child don't do great with the learn from home, or I'm not good with the learn from home, or 
I, I completely understand that. I'm not I'm not great with planning for learning from home. <laughs> I'm not great with planning for, you know, one class period, but I got to plan for the ones that's at home and the ones that's here. But everybody's taking a hit. Everybody yeah, is making an adjustment. Everybody is, is changing things around, turning things around, changing things up, switching up or whatever. You're not in it by yourself. Yes, but we you are gotta, all everybody, in this together. Yeah, everybody's making a sacrifice. Everybody's making a change. And everybody got to make that adjustment and get used to it just temporarily. Just mm-hmm. so we can figure things out. Not as soon as we can figure it, figure it out, then we can go back to whatever the new normal is or however you want to put it. But everybody's making adjustments. Mm-hmm. You, ain't, you ain't doing this solo dolo. So mm-hmm. I just get tired of hearing the whole, I'm not good at this. I ain't used to this. Yeah, well, get not, used to it yeah, for get right now. It. It, point blank period. Yeah, you know, my students know our phrase right now is be clear because I need you to be clear on what you're telling me. And then I also need you to adapt. Yeah. So, like, you know, originally us thinking about the fact that our department hosts events with a thousand students show up. And 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 the campus was looking at us like, don't you do it? Listen, listen here. So now our students, well, what do we do then? We normally have, we're gonna figure it out. We're going to figure it out, and we're gonna adjust because at the end of the day, we still have to create these experiences and moments and and joy for people. But just be safe. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all that's we're all, saying we're is like, yeah, we can still be safe with it. So we did a silent headphone party. And I remember being like, oh, Jesus, how are we going to do this? Because now, because think, think about it, headphones. Once you touch the headphones and put them on and they come off somebody, who's going to sanitize the headphones down and da-da-da-da-da. Right. But it, was it hard? Absolutely. We had to host this party in shifts because we could only have 50 people at a time. So I want you to think about it. When you at a party and it get real lit and turned and you just worn out. I want you to think about the people who are hosting the party had to do that 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm tired of hearing this song because mm-hmm. to the new group that came in, it's their first yeah. time here and they yeah. jamming and we're like, I am tired. It is, it's going on 10 o'clock. I am mm-hmm. tired. But um, we, we did, we had to do, like we said, to just create that experience for people. But I also feel that some people may think that you just let go of the reins and just do whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, um, but it, I also recognize that it's not you have to completely shut down everything mm-hmm. and whatever it is that you were that you are used to doing. You don't have to do it that way either. You got to find that happy medium of saying, okay, so what are the like? I guess like with us, when we come together and do this event normally, what happens? Yeah. Okay. So once you list out what happens and say, so how would this interaction um, become a super spreader event? Like, what would be the, the negatives to it? And then go and say, so how, okay, so let's figure out what we can do to scale back to where it's not, it doesn't cause that. Or what preventive things we can put in place. Period. Period, poo. Period. Now, um, like we say, now, that's, now we have successfully not shut down mm-hmm. at either one of our schools, but that does not mean we have not had cases. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's the thing. I, um, our president, you know, faithfully says what number we're on, who was tested positive or anything like that. But um, looking at other universities where it was like, no, they have to go home. <laughs> we have not had to do that. We, our numbers have not been uh, horrible at all, at all, when I, especially in comparison to, it's been what I, it, it's actually been way under what I expected. I think both of us said that we came in, when we went back to work, it was like, We'll be back. Right. Don't change up. Don't change up the way we got the house mm-hmm. set up from working from home. Because <laughs> yep, we're going to be right, gonna be right back, back here. And then now, like I said, we looked up like, hmm. Made it all the way through. We're, oh, so we're here. And we're about to start our next semester or something. And mm-hmm. like you said about uh, being clear on uh, what your numbers are. Like, it's just like out my school district. They 
post weekly on their on the website, you know, how many cases there are with students and faculty and staff or whatever. Um, so, you know, our, again, our numbers have not been super high at all, which is, again, so surprising simply because of the number of students that we have coming in and out of the building through the week. Um, and just knowing what our population size is, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, just not having a clue. It's, it's but even, you know what, I know there are people that are thinking on both ends. Well, you know, the number one thing, cause we don't believe nothing the government or anybody says, um, is when y'all not saying, y'all not saying all the cases y'all have. Here's the thing about that though. Um, Hmm. That's the best way I can explain this. If there are people who tested positive but did not report that to the school mm-hmm. and just decided like, hey, I'm telling the teacher and I'm going to quarantine, didn't even tell nobody, just ain't come to school for however many days. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing about that is even though it wasn't reported, right? Mm-hmm. If they came anyway, one, we have a less chance of it being spread because of the way we got it set up. But also, too, if they break those preventive measures, it's going it's going to be told in the in uh in the future. You get what right. I'm saying? So even if you came right now, you ain't told nobody. You just walk around school and you got it. If you don't follow these guidelines, it's going to spread. So right. we don't know something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute. So why everybody getting sick yeah, if yeah. nobody has tested positive and right. we don't have any cases here? Mm-mm, we had something right. and somewhere something fell through the crack. So it's just I'm not saying it's not it's not possible that there are more people. It's just that it, thankfully, whoever is, if you got it, you're going home and you ain't trying to spread it to nobody else. Right. All right. Either way, I'm looking forward to a great, uh, what, we got three weeks left before Christmas break, so hopefully we can wrap up these three weeks. Yes, be Get done. our Christmas break and then start the second semester and wrap that on up. Oh, Lord. I'm ready for spring. I'm, I think I'm ready because we already know what, what it looks like now. Oh, yeah. You know, before, it was yeah. like, what is about to be? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, we got it. We know. Okay. Yeah. These these are the guidelines. I got you. I'm ready now. I'm ready but now. We're, but now the new talk is, right, like, right before we left for Thanksgiving break, the new talk with teachers was, do you think we'll come back in January? Because, again, we haven't hit flu season, flu season. yet. So, that's a, a big there. question mark or whatever. Um... So now, you know, teachers are just asking, do you think we come back in January? And me, really and truthfully, I'm just like, you know, plan for if you do, plan for if you don't. Just have both plans in your mind, and it is what it is. Whatever happens, happens. We're going we're gonna to rock with it. Keep it moving. That's it. Yeah. Shout out to the universities uh, <laughs> that were smart enough to say, hey, let's figure out how to, after after Thanksgiving, they just stay where they yet <laughs> just, just stay on home during flu season, and we'll see you back after New Year's mm-hmm. because... That's a good way to decrease it. On our end, we can be a little bit more flexible as far as those kind of things you're yeah. doing, whether it's virtual exams, early exams, whatever it is. But um, University of South Carolina was the first one I saw that said, mm-mm, mm-mm, stay Shut home. Stay- <laughs> Don't come back time. down here. Because also, you're going to travel home, gather up all your little germs at home, and bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. What that what got me saying? You in my business? Don't do that. <laughs> All right, we are going to um, have some other stuff popping for you guys on the next episode. We are almost at 100 episodes. Almost to 100. Yeah. The almost doesn't count. Oh, Jesus. Stab me in the heart, Lord. <laughs> uh, make sure. <laughs> I don't even know. This. You messed me all the way up. Almost doesn't count. Come on, Brandy. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. If you have other suggestions, things that your schools are doing that you feel like are going well, put you know, let us know on Twitter at 2 Dukes Up. Or at um, Dr. Sharon Dukes or at Dog Team Educator. You'll find both of us on 
Twitter. I've I've gotten a couple of extra followers this past weekend. So obviously y'all was listening. Mm. <laughs> Make sure you give us five stars if you rate us on the podcast apps. You know you can listen everywhere. Spotify. Uh, oh yeah, for y'all Android people, y'all lame. What, what that supposed to mean? I'm sorry. Anyway, all right. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs>